Welcome to Minute 87 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today for the second episode this week, which is on a Monday, somehow, is uh, Jeanette Ward of the Mundane Adventures of a Fangirl. Welcome back, Jeanette. Hello, happy to be here. Happy Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just for anyone who hasn't figured this out and didn't hear what I said on Friday or said yesterday. So this week we actually will have eight, uh, eight corresponding days of shows. So you had a show yesterday on Sunday. Then we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then the final episode will be on Sunday during the beautiful July 4th weekend. And then on Monday, on July 4th itself, we will debut the new season, season three, which You'll have to wait and find out what movie it is. <laughs> Maybe you've already figured it out, but who knows? I'm, I'm trying to keep it a secret. We'll see. We'll see. But I want you to come back and listen anyway, because I'm assuming that most people will enjoy it. And let's hope. I mean, if you enjoyed this movie, you probably will enjoy the next one. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Jeanette, Jeanette's smiling. You can't say that she's smiling because she actually knows what, <laughs> really what the next season the is. Next. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's no better endorsement than that. That's right. <laughs> There you go. So minute 87 begins with Susan continuing to smile and ends with Dell holding back tears. So yesterday we had the episode where Neil and Dell finally get to Neil's house. Dell is quickly introduced to the the in-laws and the parents and the little kids, you know, the, the multi-generational family. Dell and, and us. That's true. We that's true. also were introduced for the first time to this extended yeah. family that we've never seen before, but of filling yes, this house. Completely. And it ended with Neil's wife, Susan, starting to walk down the stairs. And this minute begins with the continuation of that, of her continuing to walk down the stairs. And she smiles as she's descending the stairs. And then we see Neil standing up yes. to go look at her. And then he starts walking towards the edge of the stairs. So before we get into anything, I now want Jeanette. So anyone who heard or listened yesterday knows that this was the first time that Jeanette has watched the entire movie. So Jeanette, what do you think is really going on here? What, let's hear your thoughts about Susan and Neil, their relationship, the scene. What, what do you want? Whatever you want to tell us. There, 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 it felt like there were so many layers here that weren't explained or maybe were there in the longer, um, script slash three hour version of this movie that we didn't see thank god um <laughs> the first of all the super dramatic glamorous way she walks down the stairs and enters the scene it felt like this moment where they look at each other and smile and seem so relieved to see one another it felt like he had been away for six to eight months it might have felt that way, it might have felt that that way with Dell. it might have felt that way the way she looks at him and he looks at her and the smiles as if she's forgiving him for something and, and he's forgiving her for something. I feel like there's, there's more there than what we get. And then the weird way that Del looks at her and smiles, I was like, does she know Del? Is Del a friend of hers? She seems to recognize him. Now, admittedly, Neil's been calling her and saying, here's what's happening. Here's why I'm in. This is what's going on. So she's familiar with Dell at this point. But the way they look at each other, I was like, do they know each other? Is there something else happening there? Um, so I'm assuming you're going to tell me. But before we get there, I just momentarily want to talk about uh -huh. uh, Layla Robbins. Is her name? This movie started yeah. and I was like, there she is again. This woman over the last year 
has popped up everywhere for me. Every show I'm watching, every movie I see, for some reason, this woman is just, she she is everywhere right now, and I don't know why. And when she started this movie and she showed up, I was like, holy crap, she's there again. I can't believe it. She has been on, like right now, she's doing an arc on The Walking Dead where she showed up there and I was like, God, there she is again. She just finished up a couple of runs on uh, the blacklist playing it. Um, <laughs> if you haven't been keeping it with the blacklist, she was fantastic on that. She was on the boys, which, and the, the shows that she keeps showing up on seem tangentially connected. Uh, she was on the equal eye for a bit. She was on the bold type, which is a show that I watched. And that's totally different than all the others. And this lady works a lot and she's awesome. Um, and kind of badass all the time. And I think of her as a kind of action, <laughs> an action lead. And so it was very weird to see her just playing. Okay, Steve well, maybe Martin's they cut out action scenes here also. You know, she was perhaps, perhaps she has, she has now. And, and this is what struck me about her coming down the stairs and looking all soft and glamorous. The look she has now is so hard edged. Well, come on, there's zombies around. What do you expect? And admittedly, most of the show. Well, yeah, with the exception of the bold type, the the all the things I just mentioned, she's playing a very severe character, but she has she's all angles and sharp edges and and very glamorous, but also very hard. And so it was so interesting to see her come down the stairs all soft and glamorous. But because of the way I know her now, watching this movie where she comes down, then I think that's where in the back of my mind I was like, something else is happening. She she's clearly <laughs> the villain. I just don't know how yet. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I mean, again, taking into consideration, this was 35 years ago. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe well, this is this was one of her first her, her skill as a villain movie yet, roles at the definitely... time. She was just starting out, which which is a little funny that you know she mm-hmm. was able to be cast as you know Steve Mar- Steve Martin's wife because Steve Martin is 15 years older than her. You know, so yeah. yeah. I it, what's funny is is that a, a few months ago it when is. I, you know Hollywood when I was right, the when I was doing research for one of the episodes, she, I, I actually came across a podcast where she was interviewed on a few from a few years ago about this movie. And it was really fascinating listening to mm. what she had to say about the movie, how she was very you know, pleased that she got in the movie, but was a little uh, uh, disappointed, I guess is the nice way of putting it, that, you know, most of her scenes were cut, you know, from the whole thing. And I mean, I, I even tried contacting her via yeah. Facebook or I mean, via Twitter to, to to be on the show. She didn't respond. But what was even funnier is the exact day that I listened to that podcast, I got a like from her on what I sent her. So she didn't respond, but she just liked what I wrote. And basically, huh. she acknowledged that I invited her. I guess you can she say. She acknowledged. Okay. Who knows? Maybe she'll get in touch with me at some point. You know, maybe it just takes a few months. I know, I'm sure she's very busy, especially based on all the different shows that she's on. She's out there in Atlanta working on The Walking Dead right now, beating down zombies and dealing with the, the worst son ever to be introduced on the show. And that's saying a lot. I stopped, I stopped watching it a few years months. ago. Once once, once uh, Andrew Lincoln was gone, that was it. That was That was enough for me. <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah, I, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. <laughs> right. So at this point, Neil turns to her and says, honey, I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. And as you mentioned, she doesn't need to to get a real introduction at that point because she just says, hello, Mr. Griffith. 
And his response is, hello, Mrs. Page, which I, I like the formality of it. You know, it's not hello, Dell or hello, Susan. It's that, we you know, we still don't know each other. We know of each other, but we don't know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they do a nice back and forth shot of them. We get a shot of Susan, then a shot of Dell, then a shot of Susan. You know, and it it, it it's just done really well. I think all the the reading into it I was doing could also simply be another way to, you know, again, put a nice shiny bow on the end of this movie. Knowing, realizing, if Neil has this realization that uh, Dell's wife has passed, Dell is no longer married because his wife is dead. I think that because there's a lot of tension back and forth while he's calling Susan across the course of the movie. And she's like, well, I, where are you? Are you getting here? What's going on? And it gets increasingly more irritating. He kind of has this moment when once he realizes what Dell is missing, it gives him a um, greater appreciation for what he right. has. Right. And I think that also plays into when he and Susan look at each other, just the smiles. He's so appreciative that he has what he knows his friend is missing. And that could also explain the look that Dell has, too, looking at them and just being like, oh, you know, I miss my wife, but how nice to be here in this loving yeah. home. Okay. There is to that. When, when we get to the script, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on everything. I'm, 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 keeping, okay. I'm keeping you, you know, I'm keeping you here. In the keeping dark. You, I'm keeping you in the dark on purpose because it is dark. You know. <laughs> That's right. That's Outside right. The, the, the lights are on. on. The street lights are on. So it's, it's, it's getting there. And then Susan finishes walking down the stairs. Neil walks over to her and gives her this huge, huge hug. I mean, as you said, he makes it seem as if they haven't seen each other in weeks. And mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, and it's great. I mean, they they do it really well. First, give us you know a few seconds of them looking at one another before before they embrace. It's very yeah. sweet. And and I love the way that that Dell is embarrassed about it. You know, he starts gripping his yeah. his his hat, and he's he's doing it in mm-hmm. a way that you know maybe I shouldn't be here for this, or I don't need to be here. Again, for this. the skill of John Candy. The, the skill of John Candy that lasts 30 seconds of the movie is it's it's his skill on full yes. display. There's no question about that. They, they just they do it really well. And, you know, it, it it's just I, I I wonder if they're trying to show that, you know, he he's embarrassed by what's going on between them. Or is it more that he's missing what he had with Marie? He's missing what he had, but he's also maybe beginning to realize he could move forward. There right. you go. That's okay. what I think. Uh, this is a random question, but because so much of this movie is really just the two of them, are you aware? Has anyone tried to turn this into a play? I, I think I did hear like, that someone did try that. Because I feel like it, it would work, right? You need a couple of shifting backgrounds, but and really this would work yeah. as a play. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, and you need something that looks like a burning car, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, th- yes, this yes, yes. this might work as a play. I, I think I, I might have heard that there was some sort of play, but maybe maybe I'm confusing that with something. I'm sure some 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 high school uh, drama club has already. Well, I don't know if a high school drama it. club would be able to use some of the language in this movie. Well, you adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> that's one scene. That's creative. one scene that you need to be very creative with. You know, I, I must well, say because I keep this a family friendly. Family friendly show. I had a hell of a time editing that episode. <laughs> or those two episodes, because it actually gets broken up between two episodes. So, yeah, that was 
Also, I like the the use of the song here. There's a good song. Listen, nobody's going to beat 80s movies for great yeah. songs. Well, because, um, that's because 80s music is the best. Really? Absolutely. No question. Um, There's a great song in a great, yeah, every time you go away, you take a piece of yeah. me with you. Perfect. Yeah. And it, it fits, fits perfectly here. Great mm-hmm. song. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> yes. Completely, completely chosen well by, by the way they did it. And so at this point, you know, I, but I also like the way that the, the music, they, they give us the instrumental for a lot longer than you would normally expect. Yes. Because it starts when they're walking yes. up to the house. Yes, which we've already gone through, you know, let's say a minute and a half, two minutes even, mm-hmm, you know, where mm-hmm. just the instrumental. Yeah, but the lyrics don't don't kick in until the movie is over, right. over. Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah. the lyrics it's, kick it's in as but... the two of them embrace. Yes. You know, which which also says something about their their connection, their relationship from the from the movie's perspective, not from the, the script's perspective, but from the movie's perspective. You know, and you can see that that she has a tear in her on her face. Uh, did you notice that that she has a tear? Yeah, it, which again, I feel like okay, it's only been two days, guys. What what? Uh, but I guess I don't know how long he was in New York prior right. to this adventure. So it might have been six months. No, I, I assume it wasn't. But but there's also the idea that he was there. And I don't think he flew in just for one day. No, that's true. Yeah. You know, he might have flown in for two days. You know, if the whole thing started on Tuesday, so maybe he flew in on 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 Monday. Maybe. And then he was supposed to fly back Tuesday night. Or again, maybe maybe they did fly in Tuesday morning. And uh, you know, if if the client wants to pay, <laughs> so what's the difference? You know, just a one day, a quick one day trip. And we can actually see from one of the shots, you see Neil's lips moving as if he's he's saying something to her, mm-hmm. but we don't hear it. We don't, we hear don't know it what she, what he says. No, no. And I mean, I'll I'll let you know that the the script doesn't say anything about that. So oh, really? Just, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not as if it's something that that they filmed him saying. I think it was the idea that he just was moving his lips that to try to show you know the way that he's talking to his wife, you know, like whispering something to her. Yeah. You know, maybe saying, I really love you. I, I've, I've missed you. You know, something, or yeah. something to that effect. I'm sorry for whatever it is that we, that has happened. <laughs> right. And then she begins to, to pull away and then he gives her a, a big kiss. And then we get another shot of Dell, who is, looks like he's trying to hold back tears. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can visibly see his black eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the black eye, which I did read that was edited. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was that was after uh, Neil was strip searched by the by <laughs> by Michael McKean. So Dell made a comment, and Neil gives him a big punch and gives him a black eye. So you you can actually see the black eye here, and that's pretty much how the, this minute ends. It's it's I would say it's a short minute, but it's not. Every minute is a minute. You know, there's no difference. Every minute is a minute, but it's it's a short in terms of content minute. Yes. Yes, the, the the way that they do it, and it, and it 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 is a great resolution for the way that that uh, this this story plays out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, did you have anything else you want to say about this particular minute? No, that was it. I just wanted to talk about Layla Robbins and how she is in everything. No, which which everything. we know, which is why you said, "Holy crap, she's there again." You know. <laughs> she. I tell you, how and. In an industry that so often discards women once they hit a certain age, how often that she seems to be having such a vibrant career in some really awesome things and, right. now. And she's in her so, 60s because like, usually that's yeah. 
you know that that's a development hell for 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 most actresses. Yeah. So like good for yeah, her. Yeah, completely. Completely agree with you on that. All right, so the script we we only get half a page here for this. But there there are a, a few little discrepancies which which allude to things that are going on. So it starts off Susan's at the top of the stairs looking down. Her eyes are darkened with mascara moistened by her tears. She sniffles and composes herself. And then Neil introduces, he says, I'd like, to, I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. And then it says, Del looks up the stairs. He pushes his, his hair back and smiles humbly. Susan smiles back at him and says, hello, Mr. Griffith. And he doesn't respond saying, hello, Mrs. Page. That's not there. And what they say then is, is Neil gives Seth to Del and charges up the stairs. Susan runs down and they embrace midway. Neil kisses her like never before. And that, that's pretty much all they say here in the script. So one of the things that, uh, there's a, a huge subplot throughout this entire movie that they have cut out. What is what is said that subplot? She is very angry with him that he went on this trip and she believes that he's having an affair and that he's lying about the fact that he's with this guy named Del. Okay, you know, I did... I felt like I could pick up on okay. that, right? Because there's a lot of scenes where she, what do you mean you do? What are you, where are you and what and who? And, and so that, that makes her, um, right. the acknowledgement okay. of but, devil. But yeah, one okay. of the things is, first yeah, of all, yeah, yeah. the beauty of it. editing, they were able to edit this that you pretty much can't tell from their conversations how angry she is because in every one of the conversations in the script she basically hangs up the phone on him after yelling at him and they cut all that out so here she might have been disturbed about the fact that you know why are you in wichita why are you this but she wasn't in him she wasn't angry at him she just was yeah. didn't understand what's going on yes but Complex. in the script itself she is pissed there's no question about it. There's even a point where she is talking about the fact that she is getting ready to leave him because of all this. You know, part of, part of that also is is there's 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 a little fun scene which they cut out where, you know, she basically says to him, when she doesn't believe that that there really is Adele, she says to him, you know, I really hope that you don't come home with a pair of make sure you don't come home with a pair of Dell's underwear, you know, thinking. Thinking that you know that that he's with some some exotic woman or something like that, and then he goes, "Well, the funny thing you should mention that I actually washed my face this morning with with Dell's underwear." You know, so it's funny, but I'm I'm glad they cut that all out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that I could I can absolutely. And I, that did occur to me, like some of the questions she was an, asking, I was like, she she thinks he's cheating, but it didn't come back up. So I kind of let it go. But yeah, I could see that. And I certainly the performance at the end makes sense with that line of thinking. Right. Now, I mean, this is the first time that I've noticed she's, you know, that her eyes are tearing at the beginning, you know, when, when she's on the top of the stairs, because that's basically what she's she's finally why she she's crying because she thought that he's not coming home and that he was going to be leaving her. And then there also are tears of joy that she's finding, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. she also yeah. comes to she comes to her realization. I mean, she's a minor character, but she still comes to this realization that she was very wrong about everything she thought. Yeah, you know, she so thought she thought he's he's hiding something, and he's really not hiding something. He's telling her the truth. It might be a crazy truth, 
I mean, this is, you know, this is not a a travel story that, that anyone really wants to go through. <laughs> and we know Neil didn't want to go through it. Right. So, yeah. If he had simply waited, uh, as Ferris Bueller's dad told him to do, and take the later flight, would that have solved all of his problems? Possibly. Because, <laughs> okay, so John Dole, okay, who is the name of the character, Ferris Bueller, which which Jay and I figured out is just a pseudonym because Ferris Bueller's father didn't know that, didn't want everyone to know that his last name is Bueller because then they would keep talking to him. So he has this fake name. You know, he's changed his name so that yes. everyone who sees him won't say, it. oh, I, I know who Ferris Bueller is. You know, wish him well you know, or whatever, you know. So he changed his name. It's the same guy. but Yeah, that you know. makes sense. So the the script mentions in one of Susan's arguments that, that John got home today, meaning on Wednesday. So he still wasn't oh. able to get out on, on, on Tuesday night, you know, right. okay. because there's a point in the, in, in the movie where we hear that it says that O'Hare has cleared up, but that's supposed to be like two o'clock in the morning. So I really don't think that planes are, are landing at two o'clock in the morning. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's, it's a little crazy to think that. So my assumption is, is that Ferris's father Got home on Wednesday, mm-hmm. sometime morning, mid morning, whatever it is, and was able to to bring his gloves back to the house, <laughs> drop them off, <laughs> and that's it. That's right. That that's what I think. Okay, is there anything else you want to say about the the entire movie? Is are there any no. points or questions or you know things? That, I, I that... enjoyed it. I I found it. It is. Um... Like I said, it's a very simple story, but um, it is elevated by the performances. And I think that's all you can ask for from yeah. a, a great comedy. So, yeah, it it was fun. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the few comedies that I can sit and watch and rewatch and start laughing out loud because of some of the things that go on here. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like... I, I'm trying to think of another movie that I can do that I do that with, and maybe that's maybe The Hangover. That's one of the other uh, movies that I. The first one. Ghostbusters, first one. I think for me, um, and ironically, the movie Oscar. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yes, but of course I've seen it. With with Sylvester Stallone. We put that on over, over over Easter, and I was like, oh yeah, I love this movie, and I know almost every single word of the dialogue. Right, but that's a movie. If you're laughing, you're laughing because of the stupidity. Here, you're not laughing because of stupidity. You're laughing because the situations that they get themselves into are hilarious. <laughs> that's the difference. You know, in Oscar, they're not getting into hilarious situations. They're getting into stupid situations. Yes, it's all just insane, over-the-top nonsense. Yes. Completely, completely. <laughs> no question about that. Okay, so every Monday, we do a segment called Martin Monday, where my guests will give their top five Steve Martin performances. So what have you got for us? Uh, this is this was hard for me because I genuinely not a Steve Martin fan. I would go so far as to say I don't care for Steve Martin. So <gasps> this was and, and I know I had, ooh, sacrilege. I, I, um, I, if I would have known this before, I wouldn't have invited you to be on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I will admit, like he's infinitely skilled, cr- crazy talented, really good at what he does. Uh, I just don't care for it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I, I That's fair. Me, let's see, starting at the bottom. Um, actually, I put Baby Mama on the list where he plays uh, Tina Fey's boss, I believe. Okay. Uh, that's that's the number five. Little, 
fun role. I like that. Um, I kind of tied that with Bringing Down the House, which is the movie with him and Queen Latifah, which is, again, another kind of odd couple pairing that's super fun. Um, but then my top four. Parenthood. Wait, one second. Uh, you're saying that they're both uh, both number five? Both number five. All right, yeah. but pick one. Pick one, because I'm, I'm going to tally all these up at the end. I can't, I can't oh, do... Uh, gosh. Uh, Baby Mama. Okay. I prefer that movie. Okay. Uh, Sorry to put you on the spot with that. So, you know. No, no, it's, let's, you can do it. Uh, number four is Parenthood. Okay. Um, that is definitely three fair. Three is Father of the Bride, which is classic, straightforward, beautifully done. Um, two, Cheaper by the Dozen. Ooh, good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number one is Three Amigos, because I remember watching that a lot when I was little. And and I still, anytime someone's like, well, get a pinata, I'm like, do you mean a plethora of pinatas? <laughs> what is a plethora? And, <laughs> and I was hosting a for for our dance students. We were doing a costuming workshop, and and I was demonstrating how to sew something. And I was like, "Here, you see, you sew, sew very old one, sew like the wind." So there's a lot of small <laughs> moments in that movie that I quote often. Um, so yes, Three Amigos would be number one on that. Yeah, I I love Three Amigos. Really, really stupid movie, but hilarious. Yes, no question yes, yes, about yes. it. It's, it's and and they know that it's stupid. That that's what's yes. even better. You know, they're they're not trying to to hide the fact that they know <laughs> that what they're what they have there is just Nope. It's just like, hey, here's some dumb fun. Yeah. All and right. it, and okay. it is. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right. So thank you very much for that. So every day we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, where my guest or myself will give a little story about an adventure or misadventure that one of us might have had along the journey of life. So Jeanette, you have an were you able to pinpoint another one of your your <laughs> plethora of stories to, to, yes. to tell us. I have been very fortunate to, I think we were brought up in my family that travel is like, if you're going to spend money, don't spend it on things, spend it on experiences. Number one being travel, see as much of the world as you can, as often as you can. And, and I, I, that's part of the reason this movie is so charming. It is at its core, a road trip travel movie. And I think that's a lot of fun. So um, trying to narrow down a story to pick, to share. Um, I have also been very, very lucky to get to travel with my belly dance group and perform uh, regionally, nationally, and internationally. And we, we've performed in uh, Germany and China. In, um, but the story <laughs> that I want to share is from Paris. We were lucky enough to go to Paris and perform at an event, uh, which was awesome. Got a little confusing. <laughs> At a couple of the moments, like, I speak some French. Uh, one of the other troop members speaks some French. Enough to get us around town. Paris is a big city. A lot of people speak English. As long as you give your French a try, you're going to be fine. The night after the performance, we performed on stage in a, lo- a little theater. Great show. Went well. Um, and we're all kind of like, whew, kind of worn out and now very hungry. Can't eat before you perform. Can only eat after. We're like, let's find a little restaurant that's local. So we walk into the restaurant. It was close enough to the performance venue that a lot of the other acts were there um and we walked in and got because we were still in costume um resounding applause and uh, zagarites which is in the belly dance community the way you tend to greet or cheer or encourage one another and so um walked into a lot of noise there were six of us got seated and the waiter walked over and we asked kept asking for water anyone who's ever been to i 
a lot of Europe, but France in particular, if you want water, you have to ask for it. We're so used to in America, like before I sit down, have water on the table for me. Yeah. I'm here to drink a lot of water, <laughs> especially after a dance event where you've been so worked up and so nervous, like keep bringing us water. And so one of the waiters said, why are you so thirsty? And why are you dressed like that? What is going on? And so we had to explain to them. Oh, well, we're a dance troupe. We just finished performing, you know, and and we're very thirsty because we, we were dancing. Uh, and he goes, oh, where are you from? And so we tell him where we're from and, and that we traveled there to dance. And so then he calls over because this is, you know, this young teenage Frenchman he calls over his his friends who are also waiters. So they're all excited to see us. And he was like, what kind of music do you do? And we're like, oh, well, this and that. And he was like, you mean like this? And pulls his phone and starts playing a song. And we're like, yes, very similar. He goes, well, you know, I play the music here. And we're like, well, that's great. He was like, so if you wanted to get up and dance for us, we're like, um, okay, because we had just finished telling him, well, the style of dance that we do is improv. So all we need is the music and we can dance. And anytime you see us, it's going to be different every single time because none of it's choreographed. So immediately he's like, hold on, I'll play this to the loudspeaker. And they clear a couple of tables and they get us to stand up and perform in On this the restaurant. Tables? No, no, they oh, moved okay. the tables. No. They gave us... Because <laughs> that's a completely different type of dance. Where. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yes, at like 11.30 p.m., in Paris, in a restaurant, we did an impromptu performance um, to the point where the rest of the restaurant got up from their chairs to come over to watch. <laughs> and so we performed in a restaurant in Paris, and I felt like it was better than the stage show we had just done. Oh, wow. And it was amazing. And, and then I ate the best steak I've ever had in my life and the best chocolate cake I've ever had in my life. But at 12.30 at night, promptly had food poisoning the next day. But it was worth it. Well, I don't think you got food poisoning because it was 1230 at night. <laughs> it was because well, of... It was whatever the reason. So you're saying it was only tasting you going in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. There, there are pictures of me the next day in front of both Sacre Coeur and uh, the Moulin Rouge where I look... <laughs> you could tell that I'm suffering, but I was like, I made it! Look at me in front of the Moulin Rouge. Oh, wow. Okay. Reminds me reminds me of so, that yes. scene in Bridesmaids. Um, <laughs> it was a wonderful trip. I'm sure it was. <laughs> memorable. There you go. It was a memorable trip. Memorable, yeah, I, memorable trip. And then there's... Right. It's, yeah. it's actually funny. I just, just yesterday, I was listening to a podcast where Phil uh, uh, Koenig was, was being interviewed. You know, the, the host of, of The Amazing Race. And one of the things that he said ah. was that the best type of travel, he, he says he's been to so many, he's been to like 130 countries or something like that, you know, some astronomical number or whatever. But he said the best experiences that he's had, it's not where you are, but it's who you're with. Yes, 100%. I would absolutely. You know, he said you can travel absolutely. the world, you can see, you can see a place one time and be astounded by it and then be there another time with someone else or by yourself and it'll be a completely different experience and stuff like that. So it was just very cool to to hear that. And then, you know, you mentioned the fact about, you know, that, that you were brought up about how important travel experiences are, mm -hmm. which I agree with you. I, I really think that they are very important, but the, the idea of, of hearing him say something, you know, just yesterday about the fact that it's not just the experience, but it's who you experience that experience with. with. Yeah. And it's so, it's, I would encourage everyone, listen, if you take one thing away from this podcast, 
<laughs> you should take many things away. But if you take one thing away, travel more. Travel, travel how you can, where you can, when you can. Right. We, I, especially my, now, after two years when people were not traveling as much. Yes, yes. Travel safe, but but travel as much as you can. Yeah. 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 All right, great. Do you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, you can uh, find me out there on all the socials. Um, just Jeanette Ward. Uh, I think it's J Y Ward on Twitter and Jeanette. Why Ward on Instagram and and all that stuff. Um, and then yeah, you can find my movie reviews over on my blog, which is the mundane adventures of a fangirl at jwardadventures.blogspot.com. Um, coming up this August, we my dance troupe will be having an event. You'll be able to watch uh, some of that online virtually. So you can go over to tamarindtribalbellydance.com for details on that. Uh, and you can also, if you go to YouTube, we do have a YouTube channel. So if you do want to see the aforementioned stage show from Paris, you can find that on YouTube if you look up Tamarind Belly Dance. Ah, but we so, can't find the, yeah. the what happened in the in 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 the restaurant, right? No, I do not believe there's footage of the restaurant performance, which is too bad because it was awesome. But the stage show is also really good. Cool. Sounds like fun. All right. While you're in that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you're using to listen to this show. Finding me is also very simple. All you do is just a quick search for Move Your Up Minute. You can go to our website. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook. So, Jeanette, thank you very much for, for joining me for these two days. Uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, we, you couldn't be with us for an entire week this time. But I promise you, season three, I will give you a full week. How's that? Season three. Looking forward to it. All right. So, to everyone... And this Come was back. a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love it. No problem. I'm, I'm, I had a pl- I had a lot of fun also. So that's great. Thank you very much. So tomorrow we'll be back with a different guest. This week, as I mentioned to, to everyone, over the course of this these eight days, we will have four different guests. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We got. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure who they are. You'll have to wait and see. Just come back. Big finish. Yeah, there you go. Come back. You'll hear different perspectives from different people. And maybe even have someone come back that's been here before. Who knows? Great teases. So until tomorrow, you're fine. Uh, you're fine.